When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert, your Longhorn lender. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. Uh, before we get to baseball, just one quick note. Just want to tell everybody, get over to Horns 24-7. We talked about the coaches getting contract extensions. Tashard Choice is one of the coaches. Mike Roach, the Stampede, drops every Monday morning at 8 a.m. It's our collection of recruiting news notes and nuggets. Uh, Tashard Choice was a speaker at the I-20 Coaches Clinic in the Metroplex, and uh, Mike was there, so he's got tidbits from uh, what Coach Choice said, talking to some of the high school coaches, how impressed they were with everything he said, and kind of some insight into what Tashard Choice is looking for when recruiting running backs. So get over to Horns 24-7 and check all of that out. Craig, I think we've... uh, we kind of delayed the inevitable long enough talking about Longhorn baseball. I don't think uh, we did it intentionally, no, but, just, but, just but it's easy to be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, too. and you you asked me what uh, how much I watched this weekend. Uh, the only game that I actually watched, because I listened to the Arkansas game, listened to the call of that one, mm-hmm. uh, missed the Missouri game because of basketball on right. Saturday, and then watched the Vanderbilt game yesterday. Okay. And, uh, kind of wish I hadn't, but yeah, sometimes <laughs> those things, as a, as a great man once said, that's the way baseball go. Thank you, Ron Washington. Uh, the, the the Friday game, high-quality baseball game. Uh, scoreless through six innings. Lucas Gordon looked really sharp uh, through, uh, through five. And, and really, LeBaron Johnson had a good sixth inning. It was in the seventh, back-to-back base hits to open the inning, and then to the bullpen, and then after that, the struggles happened after that. Uh, gave up. Uh, gave up the three runs, came back with two, and then what may have been forgotten is the Longhorns had the tying and go-ahead runs at second base and third base with one out in the bottom of the eighth. And he had back-to-back freshmen at the plate, and there were back-to-back strikeouts, and the inning ended there, but Arkansas going to its closer, too. It made a big difference. It was a good ball game, uh, and the Razorbacks won that one uh, 3-2. to two. Saturday, Longhorns dug themselves an early hole. Uh, Zane Morehouse struggled early. Then he seemed to right the ship in his last two frames. He retired the last six batters he faced. Uh, but then uh, the Longhorns fought back, uh, tied it at five, but gave up the walk-off hit in the uh, bottom of the ninth in game two. And then, like you said, yesterday was, was a meltdown. Oof. It was a yeah. meltdown. And, and I completely understand what David Pierce is looking at here early. What he's trying to do is find out either A, combinations, and B, who is individually going to step forward at some of those positions. So he had four brand-new infielders starting yesterday, yeah. and unfortunately it didn't work out well. There were four errors in that eight-run second inning, all eight runs unearned, five total errors in the game uh, against a good ball club. That's going to make you pay otherwise. So you look at it and say – uh, that's there are things to do, and and uh, they'll work on that and get ready for the home opener tomorrow afternoon at five o'clock at UFC. Now, are you doing both? Are you going to bounce? I'll, I'll one be over at baseball at least for a little bit, like me. Yeah, uh, uh, Tom Barfield will work with me on the call. We'll do the uh, uh, probably first three, four innings, depending on how long that goes, and then I'll 
obviously zip across the freeway to get ready for Texas Iowa State. And uh, Tom will finish out the call, and then Keith Moreland will uh, handle the post game uh, down on the field interview for us. Yeah, uh, you know, you can you can say two things about this baseball team, and both can be true. You can understand that this thing is a work in progress, mm-hmm. and they've got youth, uh, and and it, it's it's going to be it's going to be rough early at times. There's, there's the, we knew the potential was there for that, so not to excuse it, but there's a reason why some of that stuff happens. And you can also say. As as with as much positives as you wanted to take away from Friday and Saturday, Sunday was just bad baseball, and I, you know, five errors and, and everything else. I, I felt really bad for Travis Staley because mm-hmm. there were situations where he I mean, he did his job: two outs and, and runners on base, or, or one out and runners on base. You, you all you can ask of your pitcher: hey, just induce a ground ball, let your defense work, and, and he did that on multiple occasions. Defense didn't back him up, and and everything got away in that one inning. I was thinking about this uh, Saturday, Craig, after the Missouri game just going back and following box scores and seeing how that thing unfolded. It just seemed like some of the things we saw last year with this team when they would lose, like just the uh, giving up the big inning and then the inability to get one yourself. Yep. That was kind of the story of the first two games. Uh, and they had chances. I mean, like you, you just laid out they had chances in, in both games uh, to break through. But there's big innings and then there's what we saw yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, where it's just you're pretty much out of it and, at that point, and that's where you use the non-conference portion of the season to, to, to try to figure out where you are with things. Texas A&M Corpus Christi comes in tomorrow, then Indiana over the weekend. So yeah, there's there's going to be that that they're gonna that they're gonna have to uh, they're gonna have to deal with. Uh, hey, I wanted to get to a uh, text, uh, and this wasn't on the uh, Specs text line. It was from our good friend Mark Rosner, who uh, the great, uh, yeah, the great Mark covers Rosner. basketball. He said, hey, "Hey guys, I enjoyed the conversation about the late game last shots." He said, "My own observation is that some coaches decide based on whether they have an experienced guard they trust to make the right decision and play without a timeout on the Mouton shot." Lubbock, if I recall correctly, there was no time to dribble. They had to pass to midcourt, call timeout, brilliant play. They used cross-court inbounds to Mouton. That's exactly right. Uh, uh, Roz was there that night. I was there. It's right. There was no dribble. It was a cross-court pass to Mouton. Boom, call timeout, then set it up for that. And and it is kind of along, along the lines of what Roz was just saying there. You know, if you got an experienced guard, and, and Rodney Terry pointed that out on the postgame yeah. interview when he said, no, did not want to call timeout. Uh, Oklahoma had no timeouts left, not give them a chance to set up anything. Inbound and go. That's why I said credit Oklahoma for doing an excellent job of marginalizing uh, Marcus Carr down into the corner where he didn't get a really good look, a really clean look. The old school in me says get it to the front court, call a timeout. It would have, you know, three dribbles, you may be able to get it across midcourt and still have at least three seconds. It was 6.8 when it went in. So you might have, you know, three almost four full seconds to get it in the front court, then use a timeout. Yeah. There were two timeouts remaining there. But I think Rodney liked the idea of get it in the hands of our best player, most experienced guard, let him see if he can get a quality shot. And then that's where you tip your cap to Oklahoma for walling it off to where he didn't have a good look there. Because you think probably he can get in the front court with his dribble, cut inside, and have a good shot at the basket. They didn't allow him that alley, that pad mm-hmm. to the bucket. So, uh, good point. Jabari Rice, probably Big 12 Newcomer of the Week again this week? Uh, if it's not, Grady Dick. True, yeah. He had two huge games. True. And... and um you know, I look at all those numbers on that because I vote on those awards as well. 
And like, for example, in Lubbock, Jabari had eight points. And then he had 24 in the big one. Grady Dick had like a 26 and a 17 or something. And both were wins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so, I mean, those are the, the – I'm just guessing based on how the the voting populace goes, right. all those sorts of things, that, that, that I think they look at a variety of things. Uh, how many games did the team win or lose during the week? And what was the player's – impact on those games there's no question that he had a, a gigantic impact in the saturday win uh for texas uh, over oklahoma and let's th- the same thing goes through with player of the week and newcomer with the week in basketball and in baseball it's player of the week newcomer of the week and pitcher of the week so there's three there's three awards that go out weekly in baseball a- as well so um so there's you know that on all of that um and, and we've talked about this and we'll we'll talk more about it. Uh, Rodney Terry's got a media availability, an in person media availability day. Doesn't is it? Twelve thirty. Yeah. yeah Twelve thirty. Yeah. Are you going over, or is the uh, you know, Horns twenty four seven crew got that covered? No, I'm. I've got to write hoops today, and I've yeah. pretty much got what I need from yeah. Saturday. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. Okay. The only thing I would ask RT if I went, and yeah. I don't know if it's uncouth to ask at this point. You know the mm-hmm. Caleb Grill Dylan Mitchell deal from Ames. Did he talk to the league about it? Uh, did did he, he and TJ have a conversation? Uh, yeah, because I think we all saw after the fact. It, yeah, at least I after the fact. Yeah, it was much worse than what I initially yeah, thought. I can tell you this much: I know he had a conversation with the league about it. That I know. Yeah. In fact, he had a conversation with the league about it right after the game. <laughs> he was he was he wasn't he wasn't happy about it. Obviously, at the time with good reason. Um, you know, uh, the, the the Iowa State team is a little bit different than the one that beat Texas back on January 18th. They got Jazz Coons back. Uh, another guy who can blur the line of a, of a clean foul. You know, that, that, that kind of thing. Why do I feel like? Caleb Grill's going to catch all kinds of hell tomorrow from the from the corral. That, you know what? It's funny you say that. At Pluckers last week during Rodney's show, and of course each week we profile a student ambassador from the corral. Mm-hmm. And the student who was with us last week was talking about how they like to get on the other team. Blah blah blah. It was it was uh, our guy Mummin uh, Ahmed, who's who's done two years in a row, and he's a great guy. And he was talking about, and somebody hollered out one of the students because they have a big contingency that shows up at Pluckers. Mm-hmm. That showed up and uh, and said Caleb Grill and he goes yeah Caleb Grill next week <laughs> so I think you're right I think they'll be on Caleb Grill uh, and and of course where those guys are situated they're not far from the Cyclone bench yeah, you know I that's but that's what of, a home court advantage that's is about. one of the things I'm writing today like it, it it makes such a difference when you got the students just right on top of the opposing bench and and it it's a different. I know it's a much better basketball arena than the Irwin Center was, and we can go through all the differences. But the environment created yeah, by physical the students, structure, yes, but more by the students being that close yeah. to the court and the energy just kind of goes up. Yep. Whereas at the times I felt like in the Irwin Center, it was coming down from the mezzanine to yeah. the court, and then yeah, you know, filling out from there. <laughs> yeah, it was man. It's just I I asked Rodney about it after the game on Saturday. He said, "Well, he's like You're spot on. He's like we actually have a a home court advantage now." Mm-hmm. And it's it's totally and, and Rodney coached enough games in the Irwin Center to know what what that's like and what it's not like. This is a totally different deal. It, it, at the Irwin Center, to to be fair to that physical structure, which was built in 1977, 
if you had a full house, that's a big if, 16700 mm-hmm. If you had a full house in a high-profile game, it could be really noisy. Oh, yeah. It could be. But those situations were few and far between. It just didn't that might happen be once often. or twice a year. Yeah. It just didn't happen often. Like a North Carolina or a Michigan yeah. State comes in North or Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, A&M on a game. Maybe a select yeah. Oklahoma game. Yeah. It just didn't happen often. Here, it's been every game. Every game. To have the students there and have, it, have that lower level filled like that. Now, I did see, it's the first time I can remember this season, that the upper corral wasn't filled in that walkway standing mm-hmm. uh, room area. That was the first time I see where it wasn't completely filled. Uh, but... I bet you it will be tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it will be for the final home game against Kansas. So uh, that those are things to to, to keep in mind. It, it has become a, a great home court environment. And I will tell you this: my Big Twelve play-by-play brethren, that, that, that you know, as Rod Babers likes to say, the secret society of play-by-play. It's, there's nothing secret about us. Yeah, there is. Craig's, hate, hate Craig's tell downplaying you, this. Hate to tell you, there's nothing secret about Should us. Wait till Kansas City, the Big Twelve tournament, when they have their annual meeting, which which I have missed. The last two years because of baseball, uh, they're going to kick. They're going to kick you out. Well, not, well, actually, the, conference realignment is going to kick you out. Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's funny you mention. I've got, I've got another. I got another thought on. It I'll get to. Uh, but all of the Big Twelve guys who've come in, Toby Rowland of OU, the latest to tell me, he said it was amazing. He was amazed by everything he saw. Them, but just about everybody who has come in has said they've been amazed by what they've seen. At Moody Center now, to your yes, are they going to eliminate you and T Row like mafia style? Well, it's interesting you bring that up. <laughs> Toby and I both, both have missed it the last two years because of baseball conflicts, and we're missing it again yeah. this year. So this will be the third straight year that we will have missed the dinner because we have a baseball game, and and I'm doing the Tuesday night game against Sam Houston State. Uh, that week with Ty Harrington. I think, oh, no, no, I, I think Ty's working Wednesday. I am going up Wednesday mm-hmm. uh, because I want to be in place just in case. You know, I mean, well, the men will play on Thursday. Yeah. And if, if, if they win, end up winning the regular season, they're playing early in the day, you know, in that one four five eight side of the bracket. So you want to make sure you're going to go up. So I, I will go up on Wednesday. And, uh, and, and so I'm going to miss the Tuesday games. So I'm going to miss the Tuesday night dinner. Uh, where we all get together, the Big 12 guys, and take that picture. And Toby and I on Saturday made a pact. I said to him, next year, next year, we need to go. Even if there's a baseball game, we'll get we'll line up a substitute for the last time. Yeah, We're, got, we're both going to miss it this year, but next year, uh, even if there's a, you know, even, even if there's a baseball game, we need to go up on Tuesday and be there for that dinner for the last time time and then they'll you know they'll take you drive you over to the kansas side and find a cornfield somewhere and we'll dispose of us in the missouri river texas and ou will suddenly need play-by-play guys they'll just uh, be gone Uh, 12 tournament games we will be cremated and 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 then deposited into the missouri river is that what you're saying i don't think you'll be that lucky at Uh, that point yeah they'll just dump us into the missouri concrete boots and such yeah 